As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And now, the spoiler cast theme song for this week. Spoilers. 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 You stopped. Uh, it was a quick one. Oh. But you know what? I'm glad that you kept it going. Thank you. It's the spoiler <laughs> cast where the theme song is different every week because we don't want to give anything away. We just finished up our show proper with our guests, Daniel and Spencer, who are not going to be joining us for the spoiler episode. They didn't episode. see the movie. And so when you don't see the movie, we don't want to give like everything yeah. away to you. We're going to be spoiling Zootopia, Disney's mm-hmm. Zootopia today. Yeah. Uh, what a great movie. Yeah. Just to kind of reemphasize what we talked about in the podcast. Uh, very well done. Gorgeous. Wonderful stuff. Do you want kind of want to go through the plot and yeah. kind of touch on some things maybe we didn't get to touch on because we can talk spoilers now? So this movie follows a bunny rabbit who is in a small community wanting to change the world. The story opens up with a little bitty, you mm-hmm. know, school kid bunny doing like a play for, which I thought it was maybe for a school, but I guess it was like for a fair, like a county fair or something. Yeah. This is one of many examples where the movie does such a great job at giving us exposition in story instead of you know because they're telling kind of the whole story of how zootopia came to be and how predator and prey have evolved past those right. kind of things but they're doing it in a way that informs the story and the characters rather than just you know blatant exposition so yeah, i really love that it, it it's like you know uh animals have evolved to be able to live in peace anyone can be anything that they want to be Uh, And Zootopia is the utopia of Mm -hmm. that idea. And so we get to kind of see and we begin to understand as this little kid play evolves that it's kind of led by Judy, which is this little bunny Mm -hmm. and her hope to one day be, you know, and then she takes off her out like her over outfit and a police officer and everyone laughs at her. And this is when we realize that, oh, in, in Zootopia, apparently bunnies being an off police officer is like not a big, big, it's not, it's not a thing. You know, it's interesting because that's where we're introduced to the theme of the whole thing, which is judging a book by its cover, which is, you know, identity politics. You're this. So you, you know, can't be this kind of thing. And it's interesting because yeah, you think of bunnies as cute and cuddly or whatever. And, and dumb, and, dumb bunny. And in this world, that's not just, an animal thing that's relating it to, you know, kind of the human of, oh, because you're from this species, you can't be tough enough to be a policeman. Judy's family are farmers and uh, the whole community is kind of like that small town community. Uh, you got the long southern draw kind of going on and the dumb thing going on. <laughs> and she wants to break free from that. So when she gets old enough, she decides to join and, and try to become a police academy, like in go through like academy training. Mm-hmm. And this is where I begin to see, maybe you did too, Aaron, how they 
did what we mentioned in the show proper, which is develop the storyline in a really one fun way. They didn't take tons of time with her failing. Like the whole movie isn't about her becoming a police officer. Cause you have, right. I have no idea going into this. What is this movie right, right, right. Yeah, going to yeah. be? What's the main plot of this movie? And so as she begins to go through training and starts to fail, you're like, Oh, we're going to be watching her fail and watching her succeed a lot. Like 15, 20 seconds later. I thought that while I was watching it, I was like, that was the shortest mon- training montage ever. ever. <laughs> it was yet, great. Th- and thank you, yeah. because we've seen it so many times. Right. So she trains and it's like, fail, 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 fail. You know, they add a little funny thing in there where she fails even jumping up and going to the bathroom uh-huh. in the toilet, which was really funny. Um, and then succeeed, succeed, 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 which is where this montage zips through. Mm-hmm. Suddenly she's graduating. She's top of her class. She's been sent to District 1 of Zootopia, uh, which is the next thing that we kind of mm-hmm. are introduced because she offered to. herself as tribute that's why she went yeah. to district one that's what mm-hmm. i thought too <laughs> what was really cool too is the whole introduction to zootopia which we're introduced to via train again exposition in a story and character driven way because we exist with her as she's figuring out what this world is about you know there's the sahara part where there's like these zones yeah right? these zones and then there's the cold zone and then there's the rainforest zone and so it's really interesting to kind of get a feel for that world and how developed it was. And it's even more so to see how there's so many questions, right, that are being answered. Because in, like, for example, the Rainforest District, camera zooms back and we see that, you know, it's be, it is a rainforest environment because they have a sprinkler system going. Mm-hmm. So then we know this is a created universe. This Zootopia exists because all of, there's a complex structure of beings that are doing what needs to be done to make Zootopia exist so that everyone can live together in harmony mm-hmm. or however you know they want. We get to kind of see the complexities of from the mice all the way up to the giraffe or the mm-hmm. elephant all across the plane of existence for these animals. Everyone has a place inside of Zootopia somewhere. It, it was it was one of those worlds you just kind of want to live in. And so you're excited to kind of get to know more and more yeah. about it. And uh, and the way they interweave that with the story development is great, too, so that you're learning more about what her life is like at the police academy as she is, you know, given to be a meter maid because they don't, you know, they don't, they don't trust her, her to take, you know, on mm-hmm. bigger cases. And-, and you get to see her her personality. She's like, you know, give out 100 tickets today. And she's like, I'll give out 200. That's right. By noon. <laughs> You know, so she's like a super achiever. Yeah, super overachiever. And she... And you, you do, you get to see the the interweaving of this culture as we watch her, you know, be uh, minimized, you know, in her police environment, you know, that is run by all these big gruff characters who are all... I, I love that scene the first day she's good, you know, she's in... Uh-huh. I don't know, we can just talk about that for just a split sure, second. Go ahead. She's, she's like happily sitting and you only see her ears, you know, mm-hmm. and... Just the size of it all. And it's just perfect. The lighting, the animation is just beautiful uh-huh. all across the board. But yeah, anyways, it's so Bogo, the name of the, uh-huh. was it Yak? Yeah, it seemed like, yeah, some sort of wildebeest kind? Like, or Yak or something. huge yeah, yeah. creature. You know, who who voiced him? I don't know. Let's I find out. Know. Okay. Because it, it reminded me of Thor's name. Or of, of Thor, the guy who plays Thor. Oh, Hemsworth? He reminded me of his cadence like he had a way of oh interesting i in this where she's being a meter maid we should also mention is where she meets the fox character for the first time who becomes a very central part of the story as well who is the other side of this identity politics story where he as a fox is expected to be sneaky and uh you know be suspicious and he fulfills that role for a lot of the first part of the movie 
Uh, we see him run a yeah. con, which is really, really funny. Yeah, as and, she's this meter maid, because she's not given, we, we learn about that there's this mystery kind of going on. Everyone's, all the other police officers are given out their orders to go and try to find these missing, you know, creatures that are all missing. And she's being given meter, meter maid where she meets uh, the fox. And while all this is happening, sorry, that's my computer. While all this is happening, you know, you'll see like a little tiny like hamster car drive by or something. And mm-hmm. So there's constantly motion going on Lots in the background where stuff. you can yeah, see yeah. there's just always something to be looking at. Yeah, it was really fun. And uh, and one of the funniest jokes in the movie with his partner who looks like a little kid, but is actually just like a tough talking, yeah. tough guy kind of thing. I can't remember the name of the animal. I've oh, seen I the animal. Know. I've seen the animal before, but it it's a really like a small... lemur, but, but no, not. Like it's it's like a... Um, I want to say like a sand fox or something. Huge, big fox-like ears, but yeah, really, yeah. really tiny creatures. So you think that it's a baby fox, mm-hmm. which is one of the gags. But whenever he starts talking, he's like deep gangsta. Yeah. So good. Yeah, funny. Just one of many funny, funny jokes throughout the entire thing. Uh, so they kind of hook up because she ends up going to him once she gets to try to find this missing person, which is kind of the center case of what's going on here. So there's like... Uh, this otter that's one of those, you know, 14, I think they said, missing people that have happened. And uh, so she's looking for this otter. And then she finds out that he was in the picture the last time the otter was seen. So she goes back to him. And then she tricks him, kind of pulls one over on him to get him to go along with her after she catches him in a lie. Which is great because, again, the, this, the mov- movement and motion of the story continues on. Uh, you think... That it's going to play by all of the previous story rules, you know, where she has to go away dejected and come back and figure it out. But it's just, it's, it feels so nice to have an immediate payoff. Uh-huh. You know, it's just, you just turn around and it's already developed. Yeah. You know, or, or later on whenever they're forced to work together and um, you think that she's going to have to like come back the next day and continue on with her case. But, you know, she tosses something over the fence and. We're moving on. Like, yeah, it's the, like, oh, we're already there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so the case develops, and we find out eventually that all 14 of these um, missing animals are in the same place being kept because they have gone, what did they say, savage? They've gone savage. They've gone savage, So, and they're all predators, and so it's like predators are de-evolving to the place where they are attacking other animals like actual animals, and that was kind of what was so scary about some of those scenes was... When they turned actual animal instead of, you know, what we're used to is kind of like the cartoon version of walking, talking animals. Then all of a sudden they're animated like an actual scary puma or tiger or otter even. It really plays with the reality that even though someone is small like a bunny or in this, even small in stature like a fox, that sometimes you come against dangers that are you're in serious danger because there's a polar bear or there's these wild creatures like there's the panther that kind of goes mm-hmm. crazy at one moment and it starts to chase them who turned from someone that was just having a conversation through a doorway into a wild creature in front of our eyes. And we're reminded of the dangers that the animal kingdom has. So it does turn dark a few times mm-hmm. in that way. And, and it plays largely on our a fear of being hunted. You know, you're, you're actually faced with, this panther that was looking like a like a fun animal mm-hmm. creature from Disney into a something that you'd see on you know television like a real it's, and it's, straight real animal you, you know with what the it glowing reminded, eyes and everything you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of the mass shootings that we've seen so much of recently and like I said there's mm-hmm. so much 
in this movie metaphorically that can go to very dark places because it's dealing with some very real things. The idea that there are members of the human race who devolve into this idea of just going into a theater yeah. or somewhere and just taking people out right. because uh, they're different or you know right. whatever. Uh, you know, it felt like that. And then how the media or anyone can use that to paint a certain group of people as dangerous yeah. really played into the the meat of the plot of the story. This They do talk about, they do bring in the media aspect of this, uh, of society and where we are with misconstruing things and mm-hmm. things getting blown out of proportion. And they, so, they didn't spend a lot of time doing that. Let me give one but, of the major plot reveals away here so we can talk about something, which is that the meek and mild assistant mayor of the city is actually behind this plot to turn That's these probably predators. probably the biggest plot twist. Right, right. She's actually behind this thing to get She's these, a sheep. And she is a sheep. And Well, she is a lamb, and the and she's assistant mayor, and the mayor is a lion, so it's a lion and a lamb, mm-hmm. which I think is one of those play-ons. And so she has developed this, you know... Hatred. This hatred towards predators, and so she is making them seem... Like they are losing their minds by giving them this drug, which is, you know, from a flower or whatever and making them, you know, lose their minds. And I wanted to know when you knew that she was behind it all. When did you know that Mm. she was? Because that's kind of the big plot twist reveal. One of several, actually, towards the end. But there are a lot of those kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I didn't see that coming or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know the exact moment I knew. I didn't. I was so along for the ride yeah. at the point that we got to this, the big reveal on who was behind it. Um, when they discovered the drugs, uh-huh. the the flower being made into the, the, you know, with lots of breaking bad references, yeah, we should say like the paintball type thing that uh-huh. they, they shoot the, they shoot uh-huh. the paintball onto them and then it absorbs in their skin. Um, the henchman was making a phone call to saying we've got a problem here and i was like oh there's another person yep that's in charge there's yeah. someone that's up the chain uh-huh but i was so long for the ride i i didn't even care to think about it too much i so it was the moment when she shows up on site so- that's on, great on the scene so you kind of had the revelation and in that very moment which yeah. is great i was I think like that's oh what it's the storytellers her. want. yeah yeah no that's yeah. great for me the moment where she helps them with the finding the cameras uh, and because there's this moment where they're trying to figure out what happened with this guy going, you know, crazy. The panther goes crazy. The panther goes crazy. And when the police officers show up, Bogo, the main guy, show up to try to help the bunny and the fox, the panther's missing and not there, and so right. they can't prove it. So it just makes her look even worse. So they're trying to look at these closed-circuit cameras to find out what happened, and she helps them in that moment to get set up with the camera system, and there was something about the way she was acting, and I actually really appreciate this about the movie, and a couple of the things she said this subtle foreshadowing that she was involved. And I was like, am I picking up on something here? I was like, I bet she's the one behind this. That's funny. And I I didn't get that But I love it. I love it because it's so subtle. And I think this movie did that very well. It also did it very well with the blueberries. One of the other moments is that they have replaced in this gun, this blue drug that that makes people go crazy with blueberries uh that just happened to be in the truck and to create a fake going wild so they can capture her you know giving away the plot and have you know evidence against her and uh that one i didn't see coming but it was again subtly it was subtly mentioned foreshadowed you know oh i love blueberries and well your son said something so we've seen one animal go from a normal person into a wild creature with a Mm -hmm. panther yeah we've also seen uh the otter 
in a flashback, in the Panthers flashback, mm-hmm. go from being a normal otter into being a crazed otter. Right. And um, in both of those, the eyes turn into that mirrored. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like when you're looking in the dark at a cat and it yeah, has yeah. that reflective. It reflects back at you. Like, right. Yeah. And it was like a red reflection. Their back. eyes yeah. kind of go a little crazy. Yeah. When the fox gets shot with what we find out as a blueberry and it's going to mm-hmm. go crazy, they're kind of trapped in this den-like thing. Right. Like, uh-oh, this isn't going to be good. The rabbit is already wounded. Mm-hmm. Like, she can't defend herself, you know. I found that very effective. It was super effective. Yeah. I didn't know it was a blueberry either. Yeah. But I was like, so, like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. And your son, Christian, brought up that his eyes didn't change. Yeah. I was like, that's what it was. Yeah. We had not only the blueberry foreshadowing, it's like, oh, the blueberries. You know, yeah. That was a nice reveal. But that his eyes didn't change. But you're like, which this is a fun kickback is that when he goes to attack her and like gets around her neck, she goes, oh, blood, blood, <laughs> blood, which is a play on the play. Very first, that she had yeah, the very, very circle. full circle. Yeah. Um, we had already captured... Uh, self-confessions on the uh, recordable device yeah, everything two is times before yeah. you know so it's it was, so it was a third payoff on that yep um one of the things we didn't talk about too is that you know when she's given an opportunity to find this otter and prove herself you know in this case uh she's given an ultimatum you have 48 hours to solve this case or you have to quit and we have payoff moments with her thinking that she's going to have to quit and the fox stopping her. Yeah. Uh, that was a beautiful scene that re- re- results in a flashback reflection of the fox on his youth of when he never didn't want to ever let anyone show his emotions ever again. It was one of the most beautiful racial metaphors in the entire movie for me, uh, mm. for young black people who, mm. uh, who may go through a time of, you know, wanting to achieve or wanting to do things, but because racism exists and people don't want them. Not just or, blacks, not just the black population that's where my mind went because i think that's the it's, most... it's so in front of our culture right, right now right? right that's what that's what i'm saying yeah. with the black lives matter all that yep. kind of thing in the inner city yep. you, know, you get the idea yeah. that this is kind of an inner that's city true. thing that's true and so here is this fox who is standing in, in in this case and again you're right it could be for any not just race it could be for any individual that's a bullying group. moment exactly that's a bullying it's moment. a bullying moment and he he says something to her about i figure everybody thinks i'm this way i might as well be this way anyway yeah and i just thought oh how many of us from whatever category, and I'm thinking specifically, again, metaphorically about the black community. I was thinking but, about uh, being told about being a sinner in mm-hmm. the Christian culture. Oh, interesting. So yeah, I was yeah. really relating to that, where it's yeah. just like, fine, you know, you guys are so great at judging what everything that be. I do that I'm just yeah. going to go be my version of a sinner. Right. And yeah. just rejected everybody. Right. Yeah. Being muzzled was really hard to see, too. Yeah. That muzzle on on the fox and him having to go pull it off and being that was a really you're right that was probably the most powerful moment. i thought so i thought it was the most emotional moment in the movie there's another emotional moment later on with judy because what ends up happening is as they discover that there's this drug you know then she goes back into the police force and she breaks this case wide open and people are being arrested and the the lion mayor steps down and lamb layer take lamb mayor takes her plate you know the mm-hmm. place as a leader and all this stuff. They put Judy out in front of a press release. Oh, I thought that was powerful too. And she's just trying to do her best and explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she is kind of repeating what science told her, right? Because earlier... What quote unquote science told her. Yeah, science, yeah. The, the, there was a scientist uh, that was talking to the mayor about, you know, we, we don't know what's happening with all these animals, which, okay, normally you go into a situation and you think, okay, the mayor is making all these animals turn crazy, but he's actually trying to figure out what's going on because they've right. captured these uh, you know, savage mm-hmm. creatures, and 
Um, they're trying to figure out what's going on with them and they can't. And the scientist explains in that moment that it just is part of their biology. It's brought in mm-hmm. kind of in that way. It's also something that's brought up in her parents. Her parents are the ones that were very kind of racist against foxes because a fox attacked Judy when she was little. And they're mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just part of their DNA. They can't help themselves. They're just mm-hmm. naturally violent. And there again, plays into racism and oh, it was so things deep. like that. Yeah. Um. So, but when Judy even in, even the mayor who's saying, "I'm just doing this because I want to protect our city. I'm just trying to protect our city." All the undertones of again the Ferguson thing, the Black yeah. Lives Matter, the you know police force versus mm-hmm. you know the people who live in the city. Like it's just it is really hitting on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. There's so much that and you, you can feel dig out for of it. everybody. You feel yeah. for the mayor who that's, probably that's thinks he thing, is trying is to do the right do thing. They do a great you know? job of trying to make us understand from every perspective. You know, yeah. they, they really didn't just even the lamb at the very end. It's kind of like you're like, yeah, you were picked on and being you were being mm-hmm. um, pushed and underappreciated. Like I can see why you'd want to put people out. You mm-hmm. know. The, meta- the the whole metaphor of shooting people, mm-hmm. you know, and turning them into something else. You know, no one's killed in this. Right. But there's there's references of it with shooting and being iced. And like, so it has mm-hmm. this kind of dangerous element to it. But anyhow, so she, when she gets it, when Judy the rabbit gets in front of uh, the press, she begins to repeat that as, as they ask her questions, she has zero experience of. You know, playing politics, and she thinks so she's thinks she's, she's doing she's the being right. Kind. Yeah, you know, she's like, they can't I'm, help it. It's just in there. You know, like she thinks she's you know saying nice things, and of course, then we're seeing it from very the insulting. fox's perspective, and it's totally insulting, and it's totally, um, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Well, it's dangerous because pre, she pre, prejudice. She she's being prejudiced. And she doesn't realize it. Exactly. She's not. She doesn't know how to speak the politics. And how many of us do that? Yep. How many? I mean, before I you know became aware of things like. Uh, you know, micro, uh, I say micro, but, you know, micro racism where it's things like, you know, saying, a, you know, a, a black man or woman is articulate or something, you know, you think, oh, oh yeah, that's, a, just, that's insinuating that they're all not articulate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah. it's just like those. And that's like, I think actually they they say something about articulate in the movie, didn't they? Yes, she did. Yeah. She said, oh, you're so articulate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, this movie really touches on all of a lot that of, stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what ends up happening is she creates a panic in the in the whole of Zootopia mm-hmm. because now everybody is looking at every predator as a danger. And Judy, we get to, we still follow Judy after she realizes what she's done and she's you know hurt her fox friend. And then they're, we're on the subway and there's this guy who just sits down and he's looking on his eye, his phone, you know, or his, his smartphone or whatever. He happens to be a tiger and the little bunny beside her like pulls the daughter closer. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to see and Judy sees this and she realizes that she's a part of this. She gets pulled into a, a conference, uh, just a, you know, a meeting where the the new mayor lamb that we don't know is bad at this point in time. We don't know this until the very, well, very end. Well, most of us didn't know. <laughs> the new uh, mayor lamb wants to put Judy as the front of all of the police. Uh, the police force is changing. The tiger, that's the big lovable tiger. You know, the, everyone kind of comes into the mm-hmm. the police um, space and, and meets I think maybe that I think maybe that was because um, they they rem- showed, uh, John DiMaggio. They remove his maybe it was they remove the tiger from being the front the first person you see because they they realize that everyone is scared of the predator even though yeah. there's only ten percent predators you know the ninety percent of them yeah. are are prey type you know characters. So so Judy just begins to see that what she's done is she's completely changed culture in Zootopia and she yeah. feels bad for it. So she ends up resigning. She goes back home. This is where she gets to see her parents have not stopped being racist, that they've accepted the fox. And so she's really happy about that and has a revelation about this 
this flower mm-hmm. that is hurting people. So she goes back in, apologizes to Fox. That is the next kind of major moment that you kind of really see a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. This is the front character's main emotional moment when she's apologetic. She knows she's done something wrong. She's crying about it to him and she's saying, I'm sorry, you don't have to forgive me. And she feels bad. I thought that was a beautiful moment because I've actually had that happen before where I've really hurt somebody and I didn't mean to. I said something. I've done something. I didn't realize that it was hurtful. And it's a beautiful moment because the fox doesn't make her feel like crap. He's genuinely like, yeah, that hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. Let's move on, which is how it should be, you know. I love that. I love how he said, come on in for a hug. And she just goes and thunks her head again. <laughs> I've done that before. It's just like, I messed up. I'm sorry. So they yeah. give a really good example of what it feels like to have a val- valuable friendship developing with someone else where you really appreciate them and you care for them and you made a mistake and there's a forgiveness moment. That yeah. was and right on the heels of seeing the parents having forgiven the fox that, and hurt Judy when she was a mm-hmm. kid, you know? Yeah. So it's it's a really nice kind of full full moment that's also when when judy sees the fox that hurt her when he was a kid when she was a child mm-hmm. um and he's evolved and like, he has evolved he's grown up he says i'm sorry i was just an angry kid i didn't know what i was doing and how much of our prejudice and our pain stems from childhood you know There's like a lot of it in there and and you then, hear the it gets better movement you know yeah. and those kind of things and it's like yeah if you can just if you can just find a way to keep your head about you i think through growing up you can really see the world in some valuable and involved ways, I think. I think that's what this, uh, where this movie tries to land. And I think they successfully do so. Yeah. Is they try to land on that moment where it's like, listen, we're not perfect. Life's not perfect, but we can try to be better. Mm-hmm. And she even goes back and becomes a police officer again. So she, she doesn't give up. You know, right. she doesn't, she changes. Everything t- shifts and changes. Uh, before we move on, the the fox that hurt her when she was a kid, he's a hillbilly. He's a, he's a, I guess a baker now, mm-hmm. you know, and he brings over some pies and, and is the key by the way to cracking the case he, because he mentions the flowers are called night the, howlers. Yep. Which by the way, one of the funniest moments in the movie is the howling. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Let's talk about that here in a second. <laughs> um, when she hears him say night howlers, she puts together that the night howlers wasn't an animal. It was, it was a, the flower. a flower itself. Mm-hmm you know, a mood altering, you know, drug essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and she begins to put it together. She's talking really fast. She's getting really excited and she's getting ready to go back and, you know, save Zootopia. When she drives away, the parents are like, I didn't follow that. <laughs> and the Fox says, I thought she was speaking in tongues. <laughs> That's the closest that I've had a movie, like a, a cultural movie uh-huh. come to hitting home, you know, because like made a stab at, at like speaking in tongues. They made a speaking in tongues reference. Uh-huh. That's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. Because never nobody, heard, never heard nobody, that nobody makes nobody makes that reference that I've seen. Yeah, I can't remember a time whenever there's a reference. Feels to a little in too. You, it feels like it might not be known by a big a uh, big enough part of the audience. Or why do you think that it's never? Well, I feel like the or it's too hot the, button. It's a hot button in my yeah, yeah. in my opinion because right, right, I come yeah. from an AG culture and right, Settlers right. of God culture where we you know speaking in tongues was a normal thing. I mm-hmm. didn't know that it was a normal thing until later. I know that even the other like. Baptists or Catholics mm-hmm. or whatever that it wasn't like a part of their culture too. Like right. I didn't know that until much. You thought every church, later. Did yeah. That. I thought it was yeah. just part of what you know. Oh, you're you're a Christian right. or you're a believer. Oh, so this is part. Right. Of you it. take the offering and you <sighs> pray at the altar and you, you speak, speak in, in an unknown and, language that only God understands. Yeah, publicly sometimes mm-hmm. and with an interpretation. So 
that was a really funny moment for me. I was like, oh my god, this is funny. Like they just mentioned, they just mentioned that, and it's so specific. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so specific. It's so specific to a Christian. It would be like for me if they mentioned DC Talk or something. You know, where it's like, you know what it was? It was like in that moment. It's like they are really emphasizing that the culture she came from was a Christian home, Christian environment. Mm, interesting. It was a religious center. I didn't pick up on that, but but no, that makes sense. Because that's not. Were there any other references? Were there any other religious references to her background or culture? Well, I felt like it was a very Christian kind of feel to it. It had that sort of feel to it. It was rural, yeah. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was necessarily religious or Christian. Like I didn't get a sense. Like I didn't see any like tokens. That is so 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 specific. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that that's one of those things that was just like, whoa! I wasn't expecting that. Uh huh. Took me out. So, anyway, so she goes back in to solve, you know, kind of the rest of this. When let's go to the howling part, just because it's funny. It's so good. Uh, just the idea that dogs can't, or dogs or wolves, or in this case, wolves. I think, I think it's wolves. It can't help but if somebody howls to howl themselves. Oh, and just just How going straight from just going straight from Roger, you got to stop howling, or we'll all start howling, and they just start howling. And it's just like immediate, like yeah, the, that that just whole totally scene, instinctual. So good. There was a, there was several laugh <laughs> moments in the movie though that the humor hits That's really good really good. I thought overall it was uh, really well done because, you know, when she gets back to town and she gets the fox back on her side and, yeah. you know, then they go and they crack the case and, um, you know, then she's reinstated and then Fox ends up joining, you know, the force with her to be her partner. And the movie ends. I did not expect it to end there. Did you? Did you see that coming? Uh, Yeah. I did not. Yeah. I no, I knew not. that's how the movie had to end. You did? Yeah. With the fox becoming part of the police force? No. Oh. With the person that they pulled over. The person that they pulled over. Did you see that happening? Okay, so when when they're cracking the case, what, I don't remember what this. we have happening is the bunny has been given this task 48 uh-huh. hours, but she doesn't have any resources from the police force, so she has to use Fox's resources to solve this case. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah. at one point they go to the DMV, which is run by sloths, which oh, yeah, is yeah, such yeah. a hilarious Okay, okay got it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That was and the he last has joke. A, and he has a nickname. Yeah. Which is like... Um, speedy or... Fast something. It's yeah. Fast Rider, something like this. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, flash, flash, something like yeah, that. That's flash, flash. So uh, Fox joins the police force. They're in his first day. Bogo goes to say, you know, we've got a new recruit today, but we don't care. Which is the same joke that we saw uh-huh. when Bunny came in the first time. And they're made meter maids. Just kidding, not really meter maids. You guys, there's this person that's driving around really mm-hmm. fast, and you got to go catch him and pull him over. And, and it's, it's the, the sloth. sloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah, that's great. No, I didn't see that coming. That was that was the perfect ending. Yeah, it's great to this movie. I was gonna say is the window rolling down, and very it's slowly. sloth. It's the sloth, uh-huh. and he goes, Nick, <laughs> which is I think the fox's name, yes. right? Was it yeah, Nick? Yeah. Isn't that funny? I just now remembered it because the sloth said it really slowly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so good. Such uh, a great I just thought with him becoming on the police force and me wanting to go back to this world, like this is I want to see this TV show. Yes, uh, like, like them, chips or something. Yeah, like their crime procedural or, or oh, whatever yeah. from these two guys. That would be a lot of fun. Because they also are now in with the mob, the mafia, uh-huh. which yeah. I did not see that coming. The little mole or whatever. The vole that yeah. is the godfather. Because uh-huh. it's Mr. Big and it's like all these polar bears. So you obviously are thinking it's going to be the biggest polar bear ever. Right. Who comes in and it's like, is that him? No. Is that him? No. Keep your mouth shut. Is that <laughs> him? Keep your mouth shut. And the polar bear spins around it in his hand is this tiny little chair with this little bitty like mouse vole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You know, 
which his daughter was saved by the bunny, and so now they're part of the crew. It's a crew. really intricate story. I, it that's really what, that's, is. It's really fun because you need to there's see it. so much that they set up and pay off in this movie. Oh, and it's, yeah. And over it's so and over and over again. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Not just that they save the daughter, but that later on he ends up you know, coming around and helping him solve the case and break the case. Mm-hmm. You see these characters multiple times. It gives you the feeling of richness in that fully developed world mm-hmm. that I've been looking for in a movie you know, like this. I don't, I, I really We've had a great time. We've been waiting for you, Zootopia. I didn't know that I was like it. I would have never gone and seen it yeah. unless we reviewed movies, though, which is sad. Yeah. That's This is one of those I'm like, oh. This is the movie I point back to when I'm trying to force yeah. you to see other movies. You I'm like, you never Zootopia. know. You never know. You could hit another Zootopia. Before we go, if you've made it this far, I just want to make, because I didn't say it in the show proper and I should have. The animation on this, I loved it. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's almost given anymore, though, right? No. No, I don't. I with don't Disney? know. With Disney and Pixar, I just I this I've was never on a different seen... level for me though. Really? It really was. Oh, I disagree. There's I think a, they're all this gorgeous. There, there's a there's so much color and beauty yeah. in, in this. But I there's this one scene. Actually, it's when we turn around and the Godfather is this little mm-hmm. mole or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They have this light shining in. It's a backlight. So when we're looking at the bunny and the fox, it's mm-hmm. behind them, and you can see little hairs on the top of their head. But it's not too much. It's just the perfect amount. Yeah. But when it's shine, but when we're back looking at this little vole, there's so much life coming through the textures of his little skin, mm-hmm. his little nose. Yeah. This is this tiniest little creature. Yeah. And there's so much detail. Like it feels super real. Yeah. And he's got these thick, bushy eyebrows. I mean, I'm glad like, you had that experience. I've just had that experience with every Disney animated teeny, movie. Tiny little claws. I know. I have that every time, though. It's perfect. I I know. I know. I just don't think that's new for me. I don't know. But it, it is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's even I in the way. I kind of want to see it in 3D. Too. It's even in the way. Is it in 3D? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to see it then. The, I think it'd be a fun ride yeah. in 3D. There's even like a moment, um, like when the when the vol, uh, Mr. B, Mr. B, Mr. Big mm-hmm. is talking and like he moves from just like moving his mouth just a little bit to be more animated mm-hmm. because he's got more passion, like he's more set. Big bushy eyebrows come up just a little bit. You see more of his teeth. Uh huh. And they're just teeny tiny little teeth. But yeah. You see more of them, and it, like it's not a huge lip curl; it's a little bitty one. But yeah. It's like they put so much into this little yeah, it's little guy. With his little feet, they had the, like, the little <laughs> shoes, but like it was just like those uh-huh. like the lines. I can't remember what they're called, but like they had the cuffs over the shoes, and mm-hmm. they, like the wingtips. The wing, t- but well, it's like a like the white cuff that goes over the top yeah, yeah. of it, and yeah. then it's like a stirrup. Yeah, yeah. Type. Like so, he's just had barefooted with the stirrups. Nice. Okay, one more thing. Before, one more. One more thing. One more <laughs> you thing. love this movie. I did. I really had a good time. Everything oh, so was much funny. Good. So much funny stuff. Well, there you go. Thanks for listening to the spoiler cast uh, episode and for uh, hanging in there with us. Yeah. Literally. See the movie. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. See the movie if you haven't already. I don't know why you would listen to this if you haven't seen the movie. I hope that this isn't confusing. Like, I hope our spoilers aren't confusing because sometimes well, they just meant, jump into the middle. Well, they're meant so if you've seen the movie to listen. They're not meant for people who don't want to see the movie and want to be spoiled. I listen to a, a podcast that spoils movies uh-huh. that I've never seen. Yeah. And I find it really fun how they tell the story and they jump around and stuff. So okay. I think I would enjoy our, Either way you think our it works. format. But we always crave your feedback. If you want uh, to see something different from us or if you have any feedback from for us about our spoiler cast with everything we create right there's this element of we do it because we love to talk about it 
we, you know, and so we put microphones in front of our face and we, you and, know, and if we other actually people, put it out there for people to listen other, to. If other people can enjoy it, that's awesome. And we're just glad that you, you kind of hung through and, and have a good time with us. So all feedback is welcome at Aaron and Danae at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, Aaron and Danae.com for more information about podcasts that we do, not just this podcast, but others. There Thanks you go. for listening. Bye bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.